Hey everyone, just a quick note before we let you go on with the show. Had we hit record on Wednesday, uh, just an hour after we actually did, the focus and the tone of this episode would have been quite different, uh, a little more somber than it is. And in this episode, we decided to focus on mindfulness and meditation and how it relates to running. In spite of the fact that we're not really talking about what everybody is thinking and talking about right now, which is the coronavirus outbreak in the whole world and now in the U.S., the conversations and the insights that we share on this show today are definitely things that can be applied to anything that is um, thrown at us in this world, whether that's good or negative. Mindfulness helps us center ourselves, bring us back in the moment help us take control of our emotions, proceed to the next moment, just like like we do uh, in running, putting one foot in front of the other and focusing on that breath, that moment, that step. So we wish everybody a safe time. We hope that this will dissipate a lot faster than we are being told. We hope everybody stays safe, stays calm, keeps running Without further ado, as Alex says, on to the show. It's March 13th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Happy Friday, everyone. It feels so good to have daylight and sun back in our lives. That's if you wake up late, Alex. I wake up early. I ran at 5 a.m. this morning. 5 a.m. I saw the dark. That's a night run. But it is great that it is 7 p.m. and the sun's just going down. Or it's basically down. That's a good feeling. That's one of the, yeah. It's, you know. Oh, you're going to try to be somber right gonna, now? Well, you know, oh, no. The news, Don't man. There's so many things parade. in the news. So many things in the news. We have to be concerned, but but we have daylight. Coronavirus yes. can't get our daylight from us. Cannot. Well, it can. For some people, it can. It can take the daylight and the nightlight. <laughs> you are somber as F right now. All right. Hey, <laughs> All everyone. Right, hey, Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We drop these every Friday. They're the weekly rundown. If you're new, we use this time to talk about what what is happening in the Milwaukee running scene on a real-time stream. We talk about what's happening with upcoming races to relevant topics. And as always, I am joined by Apostoli. I promise to be a lot brighter and shinier. Yeah, like introducing you. We'll just kick you off the show. How's it going? Did you run this week? I did not. Back. I did not run There's been a week. running joke if you're also new to the show. If Apostoli is back to running. I was last week. Do we have to like create a contract where it's like, if you don't start running, you can't be on the show anymore? <laughs> what happens if the listeners petition? Well, here, I think wrote a petition like, kick Apostoli of, off the show, he doesn't run. Part of this, How many signatures? Part of the reason I'd say this 50. podcast and this weekly rundown is becoming more and more successful every week is the fact that people can relate. There are people out there that can relate to me, which is, you know, that that part of you that doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning and doesn't want to go for a run. But so you, you the, get so, out of bed and, and in the morning. You get out of bed in the morning. I do. I do. You I meditate. I do my, 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 I do my 
Wim Hof breaths maybe some days and and then I'm ready to go for a run and then I get that call, man. You know, I've told you. It's like, yeah, we know. You get that you call, get that you gotta call. go. You gotta go into work. You gotta go into work. But can I tell you, the other day, uh, day when daylight savings, because you talked about it, uh, when the time changed, of course, everybody's sad because you're going to sleep one less hour um, that night. I slept an extra two hours less because I got a call from the security company at 3 a.m. Uh, that somebody had broken in. We got some motion inside the restaurant. And I was go- I, 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 that morning, I was going to go for a run, too. I was like, this is it. I'm going to do it. And I, I get to the restaurant, police is there, and we go inside, and um, nobody had broken in. It was a balloon uh, that was left over from a party that was there, and it was in front of the, uh, the motion sensor. And when the air conditioner that goes off during the, during, you know, during the night it started going on, uh, it started moving, and that's the culprit. And it's not the first time that happens. But anyway, we got a long show ahead, and Dang. I shouldn't take we up do have a long show all ahead. the time. But uh, that's but that's crazy. That's what you deal with. That pulls you away from your running, and we're trying to we're trying to overcome those things to get yes. you back out there. But speaking of running, you know, I've been injured for the last you know yeah. month yeah. with that calf injury. I think I'm back. I've run like six days in a row, pain free. It feels really good. You're gonna do I the feels marathon. Excited. I don't think I'm going to do the Milwaukee Marathon. Now, could I do the marathon? Yes. So is it an excuse that like, hey, I'm not running? Maybe. Depends how you look at it. I'm looking at it through the lens of, you know what? I got some good miles in in January. But I think I want to build my base up and just be a little bit more smart and have a good solid base and then go into training. So I'm kind of just back and I'm happy. And I'm just going to stick with it build up a little base here and kind of replan and try to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, nothing in the books yet. Probably end up doing a late fall marathon, kind of thinking Madison in November. But, but I want to do a Shore. South Shore half. You have yeah. to. F- South it's Shore a half. Tradition. Oh, that, yeah, that's have you tradition. missed a year since you started running? No, and I'm not going to. I'm doing it. So there's that. I won't I like be it. racing it. My wife wants to push our twin girls in the double bob for the entire thing. So I want to run it, but I feel like I need to have like the vehicle ready in case like it's just an epic meltdown and I got to take the girls. Like, you know, like everyone's screaming and it's just a nightmare. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Whatever my wife wants. Uh, She really wants to do that. So we'll run it. She's running a lot, right? From what you're saying. Yeah, she's doing well. So a lot of people I know are just like, kicking butt right now and are putting in like a ton of miles i mean depending where you're at this might sound crazy or totally normal but i have a lot of friends who are running like 40 miles a week consistently right now that's pretty good that's really good so shout out to you guys you know who you are christina is one of them all right anyways a couple housekeeping things and then let's jump in today's topic a little preview as you saw it in the title, is mindfulness. Um, But before we get in, let's do those housekeeping to-dos. You guys, our contest is live. We launched it last Friday. It's our social giveaway. If you haven't yet entered, please go do it. There is a link on our website, in the show description, on our Facebook and Instagram pages. 
So go, uh, you basically enter in your email address and then you get a bunch of points for taking actions like liking us on Facebook and visiting our website. There's a bunch of lists. And the more things you interact with, the more, more points you get and the better chances you have of winning these sweet prizes. What are the prizes? It's getting hot out there, by the way. I see a lot of people posting yeah. and doing it's just like a cool feature once you submit it like if you get friends to if you refer friends to sign up you get bonus points right so a lot of people are throwing those out there but I, but i will say if if we probably will do this again you know sporadically maybe you know i don't know how often it won't be every month but um it, this is probably the best time to ever sign up for one from ccp because every 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 time we we see those numbers go up those listener numbers go up and you know this is your chance. Yeah, this, this is, is well, like if you're, we'll have the least amount of listeners right now. Exactly. So if you go, Hopefully. your chances are the best now. We're planning for growth. But what we're giving away is we're giving away a $50 mimosa gift card from our sponsors of the show, Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. We have a $50 performance running Outfitters gift card. The Badgerland Striders have hooked us up with free race entries for the Heartfest Half, the Cut Hay Classic, and the Super Run 5K. And our friends at Gooder Sunglasses have hooked us up with a couple pairs of shades. So we're going to pick multiple winners. We're going to give away multiple prizes. So go sign up. And uh, yeah, best luck to you. Also, and if that's not enough, Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch, I just spoke with them. Uh, they would like to increase the price to $75. Uh, now I have to go update all our collateral. That's $75. Well, for those of you that listen to the show, oh. right now today, you will get a $75 one, but only if you listen to this show. So in order to get $75, you will get the $50 one that we advertise and you'll say, hey, I thought it's 75 it will be like, oh, oh you, you listen. listen to the show. So here you go. Here's a $25 okay. reward. Great. That's such a great idea. Man, our friends at Mimosa are the best. And their new location out in Brookfield is even better. It is awesome. And they had an awesome story in on Milwaukee about how the owner, Apostoli, who I may be sitting across from, salvaged a bunch of a bunch of stuff from Chris Ailey's house that he demolished. And basically that's how you decorated the restaurant. And it yeah, is we're so lucky. beautiful. We're so lucky to get so much that. history in there now. Yeah. So also last thing before we get in, we released an episode 16 on Monday with Oof. Dr. Corker. I'm getting goosebumps. It was, it's a real, that was a really good episode. Dr. Corker is a really good guy. So Dr. Corker started, um, you know, advocating for mental health when he was basically in his 40s and had what he thought was a heart attack and ended up being a panic attack. And basically what it's come to is he started a foundation for it and he created this race series, the 550-50, and it's a 5K in 50 states in 50 days to raise uh, awareness to mental health. And it is so cool. And he does it. He races every one. He's done it for four years now. This is the fourth year. And it's just incredible. So... There's links on our website. Go sign up for that. I'm blanking out when the one in Milwaukee is. It ends in Milwaukee. I think it's in June. So go sign up and join us. We'll be there. It's going to be a great race. And go listen to the episode too. We appreciate it. All right, let's jump into it. Today we're going to talk about mindfulness, especially when it comes to running, mindfulness and running. All right, now on to our topic today. Today we're talking mindfulness and running. This is a new, a relatively new topic to myself. Um, I know Apostoli has been practicing mindfulness and meditation for a while now. I am, I would say I'm relatively new. I've been passive about it for years. You know, you hear the 
concepts of, yeah, you know, I, I, when I run, I kind of just, I don't know what happens. I don't think of anything. So, you know, I've, I've had spurts of it, but I haven't actually been proactive about it. And I'm excited to talk about this topic. I mean, I think it's safe to say a lot of people out there, a lot of you guys, a lot of people that you know, want to be more mindful in their daily life. They want to practice meditation. You want to be grateful. We know that these things improve ourselves. And when we improve ourselves, we can help others. And I think that's super powerful. And I've, I've been taking it to heart more and trying to practice this. I actually um, bought the five-minute journal. I don't know if you use it, Apostoli, or if anyone else out there listens to it. I, I don't. I don't use this exact one. It's right here in my hands. I just, I journal, but I like, I like the fact that's a good way to get into uh, journaling. But it's, yeah, it was very um, structured, right? It's very structured. Someone recommended it to me and I have it. And basically every morning before you do anything, you have to fill out three reasons what you're grateful for, three reasons what would make today great, and then one daily affirmation. So like, I am a strong person because of this or whatever it may be. And then before you go to bed, you have to fill out three amazing things that happened today and one thing that may, uh, how would you have made today even better? These are really simple questions, but let me tell you, it is super hard because you're supposed to do it the first thing in the morning and the last thing before bed. So in the morning, you know, I think I'm a creative person. You have to like get the juices flowing and then Mm -hmm. before bed, you're supposed to like stop and think and recap your day. Man, it working those muscles in your brain is insanely difficult, but it's so great to be able to start yeah. each day and, and then it, each day doing that. And it's easy. The, the the morning one is easy the first few days because the first day is like, what are you grateful for? <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful for my fiance <laughs> and I'm grateful for my mother and my father. And I'm grateful for my car that didn't break down. And then the next day you're like, wait, I'm grateful for my fiance. Wait, I can't say that. I said that yesterday. So you have to get very specific about, um, and, and that's the thing about mindfulness and meditation and all these things is that you, 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 you start narrowing down to the details. You, you start becoming more about the details. And, yeah. uh, and then you're like, wait, I'm not only... Like, the first day you might say, I'm grateful for my fiance. And then the second day you can say, I'm grateful for how my fiance um, you know, gives me a kiss on the forehead when I leave for, for work or whatever, right? Your fiance does. So... Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, you, you get more and more detail. Yeah. You really start focusing more, more, on things. What is the word I'm looking for? You, you're more hyper-focused, attuned, attuned, attuned to the details. Yeah. And it, it's, it's crazy cause it's so easy to get caught up in life every day, which I'm guilty of. And where it's like, oh, I'll meditate tonight or I'll focus on myself tonight. Do you do it? No. Do you say you'll do it tomorrow? Yeah. Does it happen tomorrow? No. Like you, I always put myself on the back burner and like that sucks because you can't have that be the case. So it's great that I'm into this, that I'm doing this. It's super helpful. I, I recommend it to anyone who's looking to get into it. Just get out a notebook and just jot like three things down you're grateful for. But So you, you Alex, you're saying that you've been trying to get into meditation. What... That means you sound like you're failing at it, right? You're not yeah. as good as you want to be. That's a good what, 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 are you, what are you expecting? What are you, what are you expecting mindfulness to be in your head? Um, you, just taking the personal time to reflect, self-awareness, meditation, like just giving myself the time to sit and focus on myself. Let's say an example, like being, what are you grateful for type of thing, right? And 
what I was just kind of saying, it's like, I get caught up in life. Like, oh, I go to work, I wake up, uh, I have to get the kids ready, and I'm at work, and then I come home, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's like, oh, I need to go to bed. It's like, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'll just do this tomorrow. This yeah. is fine. I'm fine. I feel fine. I'm doing it's this It's not tomorrow. fun to meditate when you're tired. Well, it's just like, but but it's so easy. It's the, called the five-minute journal for a reason. Like, you don't need that much time. Like, I've been meditating 10 minutes. That's really hard to do. That's a long time. But like that in a five-minute journal is 15 minutes before bed. Like, there's no reason that you can't make that time for something like that. You can. And you know what the Buddha saying says? It's one of my favorite sayings, quotes. Uh, it, it, something along the lines of, you should find five minutes a day to meditate uh, unless you're busy, in which case you should find 20 minutes. And um, You've said this to me before. I've said it to you. I and I think it. I've said it to you in the context of running that it's especially because I'm busy that I need to find time to run. Yeah. And exercise. Well, especially uh, we're, all, we're all runners, so we know the benefits of running. Like when I run in the mornings, man, my days are so much better. So I know how better. important it is, but what's the first thing I push off if like I'm busy or having a bad day or anything? Running. Running. And it's like, God, what? Terrible. It's always easy to find so excuses too. That oh. When you go outside and you say, well, I'm a little tired. Well, I'm a little... But, uh, or it's, it's raining. raining. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing. That's where mindfulness can help mm -hmm. with running is where you accept whatever you're feeling accept the fear of the rain accept the disappointment of the rain accept the fact that you're tired say i'm yeah. tired but i'm gonna go and you accept it instead of saying no 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 i'm gonna get out of bed no i'm not tired like if you shake it off that's the worst thing you can do yeah. in sports is mask or in any any department in life is mask whatever you're feeling and that's where mindfulness helps you is you you accept what what it is it dissipates and then you can get going but that's of course just for the get-go right that's only for when you start the run now mindfulness i'm sure can can affect the, the, the duration throughout the duration of the run oh, it can definitely. affect that right so i found this good two sentences on what mindful running means so I'm just going to read it. For runners, being mindful means paying attention to your physical sensations, thoughts, and emotions are responding to running and how they're all connected. Runners like to advise each other. Run the mile you're in. Mindfulness is doing just that, staying focused on your run, your movement, your body, and your thoughts. I thought that was a good way to sum it up at a high level. Hmm. Yeah, you, no need to buy that uh, book called mindful running alex just give you the snopes in <laughs> 10 seconds it's a uh, you just save yourself uh reading 160 some pages right um uh, manuel merck uh guest of the pod recommended that book when we posted about it yes. online and i see that you have it yeah i found it in san francisco i, I walked into a, a bookstore and as i often do and okay with my fiance which i'm very very grateful about that <laughs> wait till her. you like, try tomorrow that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so um the really cool story of like where mindfulness running came from i subscribe to this magazine called like the wind which if you're not subscribed to it it's this awesome running magazine out of the uk where they basically just it's um stories from runners they submit it and then there's runners who are also illustrators who illustrate or take photos for it. It's beautiful. Insane stories. It's a beautiful, like when you grab this, like remember being a kid and magazines were the thing? Like I was into basketball. So like going to the store and like seeing Slam Magazine or something and you're like, it was just like this glorified piece of print. We kind of lost that in today's age, but I just remember 
loving that. Like I would cut out things and put them on my agenda planner and like, I don't know, I like glorified magazines. It felt like insane because we didn't, that's what was popular back then, right? Mm. And I haven't had that feeling until this came in the mail and I sat down and I was like, I like ran my hand over the cover. I'm like, that's so good. And the stories in here are insane. And the, the coolest part about this, this isn't the New York Times. Everyone in here at the end shows you their Instagram handle. Like, go follow them on Instagram. I literally go, and I, I messaged everyone. And I'm like, hey, your story is so cool. Thanks for sharing. That's so incredible. You're just like an average runner who wrote this. And they're like, no way. This is so cool. Like, this is my first article I've written in English. Like, I'm from Italy. And you're like, oh, this is insane. Like, this is so cool. It's nice to meet you. Shout out to Italy. Yeah, shout out to Italy. Tough times right there. Quarantine. Uh, but, Anyways. But, but, but regarding... Oh. Okay. Oh, were you going to say? I was going to go off again. Can like, I go off? Yeah, you go off before I jump into <laughs> the article. Whatever you just said about magazines is... You, we lived in so much more such mindful times back then when there was no huge access to internet and devices and and distractions. You had a... If you were a subscriber to a magazine, you would get it once a month and that's all you had for that entire <laughs> month. And you would look at it again and again and again and you would get down to the details. You, would, you yeah. would become more attuned to those details. Whereas now it's like, let me go and read an article on Runner's World let or whatever. skim an article. And skim an article and then you're like, ah, there's a link. There's a time-wasting link somewhere in there because they have to make money. They have all these ads like, look what those... Uh, actors look like today from the 90s and it's like and then you go into that inadvertently and it's, it's mindless oh, you are the sucker that clicks on those i have a friend <laughs> that does that he told me i'm about grateful it. that so, i have a friend who makes businesses money from pay-per-click ads <laughs> clickbait anyways so yeah awesome oh, awesome good... I, I love that they're doing that and i hope they they keep doing it for a long time so you guys should go and support them and become uh, subscribed to it yeah i mean it's like I mean, magazines are somewhat cheap. This has got to come from across the sea. It's worth it. It's like nine bucks. I don't know. I think it's cool. Super cool. Anyways, the first article in here, the story, is about where mindfulness running came from. And I encourage you guys to go read it, and I don't want to get too in-depth on this. But basically, there was these two um, explorers, Western explorers, who basically just traveled. And this was back in like the late 1800s where they were just like traveling to different countries and exploring and, you know, experiencing life and whatnot, simpler times. And this was taking place in Tibet. And at the time, travel was forbidden from outsiders. So um, this lady, Alexandria David Neal, went undercover and went into the country to basically explore. And while she was with her crew, you know, in... Roaming, she basically saw the this person like floating across the land, and she wanted to stop them, but her handlers with them told her not to. That this was a I'm gonna I'm gonna really butcher this name, but it's a Lama Langopa is what they were called, and they were basically Buddhist monks that. You, they would go into solitary meditation. It basically, it was this facility, right? This temple. And they would go in solitude and they would meditate and breathe for three to nine years. And basically what they would do is they would be practicing all these breathing and exercises. 
And when you were finally done, how you would get out is they would, there was like a 10 by nine. I can't quickly find it in here, but slot where they would hand out your food. Okay. And you had to fit through there to get out, but to be able to get out is you had to from, um, like a cross-legged position, jump up in the air twice your height from sitting down. What? Yeah. So you'd have to basically imagine sitting pretzel style on the mm. ground, not using your hands, and power jump twice your height sitting. Twice your height it sitting? It puts you in a hole, and you have to twice your height. Twice, not your entire height. Twice your height sitting. So if you're sitting. Right? So if it's you're basically like, your height. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I don't yeah. know. We didn't measure it out. Yeah. Right? So. Wow. And that means they were ready to go on this journey, which means they would travel thousands of miles across Tibet and they would capture all the evil spirits, bring them back, and then they would do a ritual to rid the demons. Oh, man. Yeah. And isn't that crazy? This article is insane. I have all these notes and all this like just crazy stuff. There was another guy who actually in the early 20s or early 1900s, I think it was like the 30s, who actually went and trained and like talked about this uh, in in the book, in his book. Um, uh, I can't find it right now. I have too many notes in this section. Anyways, it's something in the white clouds. But insane, right? So that's is like where mindfulness running came. And basically what ended up happening is China invaded Tibet and, you know, this they invaded the temples and basically kind of shut down and went underground. Um, so it's kind of how it ended in the seventies, but it's just crazy to me that like you would sit in solitary, breathe, meditate, and be able to practice doing these basically power jumps in a way. Obviously there's so much more that probably went into it. Isn't that insane? It's crazy. Um, do you know how I started running? Have I ever told you? The story of how I began running? Um, yes, multiple times. But I do I remember? I don't think I've told you. No. Flashback to New York. That's where I was living at the time. This was uh, six years ago. I had just quit smoking after 10 years. I had just gotten out of a relationship and going through a breakup and I was not taking it very well. And I, the fact that I couldn't smoke either was not making it easier. And a friend of mine let me in on meditation. He was, he was actually becoming, um, mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to teach these classes and he had this great idea of starting these uh, meditation centers. And then he moved back to India uh, mm -hmm. to run his father's company. But uh, so that never uh, materialized, but he got me into meditation. And he even recorded some sessions specifically mm -hmm. like to for me to meditate with. And that's when I got into meditation for the first time in my life. I had kind of heard about it before, and but it was never a part of my world. Uh, and another friend had mentioned some, so I became primed little by little about meditation. Yeah. So I started meditating and I was meditating hard. I was doing these 30, 40 minute sessions. And for some reason in my head, I didn't know much about meditation. So I thought that you have to sit 100% still, no matter what. So even if I was like itchy somewhere, I would not scratch. It was just painful. So I would just try to say, I'm itchy, I'm itchy, and just focus on the uh, discomfort. And one of the nights I had been doing it for, for a couple of weeks, one of the nights, it was a night, 
it was in the night. I was in Brooklyn um, and Bay Ridge is the area. And all of a sudden, I am meditating and I get the sudden urge for the first time in my life to run. Now, I'm talking about me, a smoker, for 10 years. I had just quit like a couple months ago. I am the kid that during gym class you see on the sidelines holding his side saying, I can't do it, coach, <laughs> I can't. It's, 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 it's killing me. So I, I was never a runner. I said... I had the sudden urge. I put on these shoes that I had I had bought five years ago, and they were even runners. They were like these trainers, super hard from being not being worn for five years. And I had in my head that I'm gonna run to this dock. There was this dock all the way like facing the city. I said I'm gonna run. I just ran nonstop. I had this thing that I have to do it nonstop. And after that, I kept running every single day until I ran my first 5K by myself. Uh, on my birthday, 9-11, I just thought it was symbolic and I went to, to that same same uh, place. Did you know this? Did you know this story? They keep going. There's a lot to it and I can keep going. You know I can keep going. But, yeah, yeah. Um, wrap her up. Wrap, wrapping it up, meditation caused that. There's something about meditation huh. and mindfulness and not mindfulness, meditation, the fact that you're completely still caused me, like it became my yin to my yang. Like, so, so the stillness, I needed that action and running was the best, the best thing. It was the great, the two of them. And then just flash, fast, uh, fast forward, you know, a year and a half and I ran my, or yeah, I ran my first half marathon a year and a half after that, and then two years after that, two years after when I started running, I ran mm -hmm. my first marathon. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for meditation, I would not have met you. I would <laughs> not have run. I don't. So it's oh, crazy that that that's crazy that that stems from meditation. I don't so these monks that. do this, but they don't get up after thirty minutes. They get up it takes them after three, nine, nine years. years. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. But not that you have to do it for three to nine years, right? You did it for a couple of months and you, you know, you got that urge. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. So I don't share that. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> if you're listening to this, keep it to yourself. <laughs> so obviously you've been meditating for a long time. How long, like has your journey taken you to like new ways of meditating and mindfulness through running now that you're actually like a runner? Have you evolved that into your running? Uh, it's a patchy. It has been extremely patchy. So there are periods where I meditate and run. There are period, periods where I just run. There are periods that I just meditate and there are periods that I do neither, which is um, the past you know, months have been neither uh, Right now, I'm doing meditation itself uh, by itself or some meditative practices, I should say, not not exactly meditation, traditional meditation, HRV. Um, we talked about HRV in, in a previous episode with on Valentine's Day uh, episode where, where you chest strap and you, you watch your heart rate 
variability and heart rate go um, as you as you do these breath exercises. So it is a little meditative, mm-hmm. uh, but it is not so much mindfulness. Mindfulness is more about focusing on the yeah uh, on your emotions, your feelings. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something about focusing on your actual biofeedback, what's happening with your heart. Like, yeah, and then you start coupling it with, well, I had this thought. And that triggered my my heart rate to spike. So it is it is mindfulness in a sense. But I will say this: that whenever I'm meditating and running, my performance is the highest it could be. My first marathon still is my favorite and best marathon for my level. Even though it's not my best time, my best time was my third marathon. That marathon sucked. The the first marathon was the best, mm-hmm. and that was the only one where I was meditating and running at the same time. I I stopped. And, I at no point did I stop, and no point did I have did I hit a wall. Did you mean you I mean was, running and medit running and meditating like running separately. and meditating um, separately? Like yes, yeah. like I would meditate either after a run or before a run, or in the beginning of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, a great thing I would do is I would go out for a very hard workout. And as soon as I would come back, I'd be like, you know, where you come back home and you just can't stop your breathing. You stop. I would just stop and just try to focus on nothing and just notice my breath and my, uh, my heart rate and all those things. So, mm-hmm. but that's the thing, Alex, you say, I'm trying to get into it. I'm trying to, I don't think anybody, unless you're a Buddhist monk and then, and then they still have something more than they want to attain. And no point did do you have to say, or should you say that, uh, first of all, it's a very personal thing, right? Um, we don't need to go around saying like, hey, I meditate, or hey, you should meditate, but... Um, Why not? You, I derailed you from where like you were going. Tell, it's like telling people you should... Um, oh, you mean it, pushing it on people? Pushing it on oh, people. Yeah. It's, a very, it's a highly personal thing, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny because when I get really excited about something that I found success in or like love, I preach it to the world and not like do it or like you're not my friend, but like you guys, I started journaling and it's like been the greatest thing ever. Like I feel like I just need to tell people I'm doing it, not necessarily pushing it on them. And, uh, and you're doing it because it has helped you a lot and it's yeah, coming from a good so, place. Yeah. so damn excited that I can see how. Maybe I got to be careful that I'm not being pushy. No, and I shouldn't say that it's a bad thing. But regardless, what I was trying to say is that you, at no point should you say that I am a meditator and I do it right. Uh, because, <laughs> because, because it's a practice. And that's why we say we practice meditation. Some yeah. people say that you practice meditation because meditation, what it does is it helps you. You're practicing for the real world. You're sitting down for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, doesn't matter, 30 minutes a day. And uh, you, you're you practicing to catch yourself uh, before you act, right? It's, it's more about separating yourself from your actions, your, your thoughts from your actions, kind of getting them separately and, and see them both and saying, okay, well, I'm not going to react to that. So you're not, you're, you're trying to become less reactive and more, mm. and inadvertently makes you more proactive. Yeah. And that's maybe that's why I started running because it's more about like, okay, I need to do, mm. go like, do something. So, um, so it's practice. You're practicing for the real world, for all these situations where you might, things pop in your head and you recognize them. Yeah. And, and you can recognize them during runs too. So anyway, 
Uh, welcome to the Apostoli podcast. We're going to have a conversation with just me. So, Alex. <laughs> this is the point of it. We both talk. It, you know, looking at, like, how can you start doing this? Because I think that's, like, you know what I said before not doing it is, like, you know, I don't know how to do yoga, so, like, I can't just do yoga, right? Like, someone has to teach me how to do yoga. Kind of was always my mindset with, like, meditation or mindfulness. Like, uh, right, I never... No one ever, like, showed me how. I didn't take a class on it or, right, I didn't watch the YouTube video explaining it. So I'll do it tomorrow type of thing, right? And that's not the case. It's super easy to get into. Like, meditation can just literally be shutting the lights off, sitting in the middle of your room and not thinking about anything or letting thoughts come to you and letting them go. I mean, there's so many different ways to meditate, right? Or being mindfulness is just thinking about your run, like I'm breathing right now and okay, left foot, right foot. Oh, you know what? Like this feels a little funny or I feel really good. Like I feel like I'm floating. Um, we, we pulled our listeners on like how you guys have mindfulness and meditation and we're getting into them, but I want to bring this up now. So Liz Lund, uh, talk that she does meditation, but one thing she does is she truly experiences her surroundings putting perspectives on what she sees, hears, and smells and how it can contribute this to um, continuing the healthy outlook for me. So how many times do we run and not like you're just running and don't pay attention to anything? It's just like you're looking at the ground in front of you or... Or three miles go by and you're like, what have I been thinking about for three miles? Yeah, and that's fine, right? Maybe we'll go into like that's mindfulness or meditation where your brain's just letting go and... But I don't think I've ever like truly like try to feel the sensations happening around me, like, like, like outside of my body, like, what am I hearing? What am I experiencing? What am I seeing? Right? Like if you're on the trail and you're like, look at those trees, that's cool. But that's really not it. So this morning when I was out for my run, I read this last night. I'm like, well, I'll give it a try and wake up this morning and it's (laughs) snowing and raining and super windy. And on my hood up, I have right, you know, a windbreaker. Mm -hmm. So all I hear is whoosh, 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 whoosh in my ears. I'm like, well, this is, this is great. Well, this is great. So what do I have to do? Take my hood off. Rain's not going to melt. I'm not going to melt because of it. But then it's like, oh, it's so windy. All I hear is the wind. And what am I doing? It's just like excuse after excuse. What I always do, I'll do this tomorrow or I'll put it off. And it was like, no, take a deep breath, open up your ears. And all of a sudden it was just like, it was like a light switch hit. All of a sudden I hear is like seagulls. It's like, wait, I'm not by the water really. What is seagulls? And then it was like, the rain hitting the ground and at every corner there was the, there was, um, you know, the city drain. So all the water's flowing in and it's trickling down. And then there was a siren. I couldn't see anything, but I could hear it in the distance. And it was like, wow, I hear like four beautiful noises right now that like I wouldn't have been open to if I would not have opened up my mind to this. Like I would have just kept hearing whoosh, 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 whoosh. And been like, am I effing home yet? Like I have a mile to go. This sucks. Like I'm done. And it was like, whoa, this is cool. This is like one way, easy way to do it. And it was like, oh man, it, I don't know. It was, it was really cool. It was, it was really cool. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. And I would say one way is to ditch the headphones. If you want to experience something along the way, it's a mindfulness. It's just a distraction. It is a distraction. But yeah. yeah. So that was super, that was super cool. I don't know. It was like, why and do people dark. listen to music? Why do people listen to music while while running? I mean, I, I definitely am not opposed to it. Like, I run half my runs with music, half my runs without music. And for me, it's, like, a good way to, like, give you something 
we talked about this on another episode, like bored, being bored, right? When we're bored, yeah. we just fill space. Well, it's super easy for us now to not be bored on a run because we can just listen to a podcast or something. Yeah. Not saying that's bad, but like go run 10 miles by yourself with nothing in it. Like you are really going to be digging deep mentally and finding who you are over just like passively good. listening to a podcast. But that's the thing. Even especially now that we have everything at our disposal and we have we rarely have stillness in our life especially now is when we should carve out that time where we don't listen to anything except what is truly surrounding us and is present at that moment uh, we need that stillness I mean, most great thinkers took time to go out in nature to do something for themselves meditate uh, you, you look at any big person had some time where it was just them. We could go down the list of, of every great person. I guarantee you had a meditative practice. Maybe it wasn't meditation, but it was maybe it was a walk in a park. Maybe it was a run. Maybe it was them chopping down woods. It was which was the case for Paul Bunyan. <laughs> I'm just feeling. Sure, I'm just sure, feeling sure. Air what a time great, here. great man! <laughs> just feeling airtime. Uh, Prime Minister of uh, England uh, the, during the World War II. Come on, why am I blanking? So, anyway, all great people have carve out that time. So, if you want to be a fulfilled person, not a great person, if you want to be a great person, that's up to you. But. If you want to be fulfilled with your life carve out that time where it's just observe everything because if you are bored you're not paying close enough attention yes and we were talking about this before the show when we were sitting down um just how like i kept saying like i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow and how that is not carving out time and basically i heard this really interesting quote the other day about how it's so easy to push things off. I'll do that tomorrow, right? I'll focus on myself tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. And when you're older, you know, I mean, I'm only 30, so like 60s old for me, but when I'm 50, 70, you know what I mean? So you're older, you're in your 60s and you look back or you're in your 70s, you look back and you're like, life was accumulation of every day leading up to this point. And every day you don't carve out time for yourself and give your t yourself that time to practice gratitude or positivity or whatever it may be it's just another day that goes by that your life's not totaling something and that's not supposed to be somber it sounds <laughs> i'm like you in the beginning of the show but what that is just saying is like let's look at it as a positive is like take do it like take every day take a little time for yourself it's it's hard to do there's a lot of muscles you got to work but just five minutes like what you're grateful for you will feel so much better saying what you're grateful for and you know just kind of reflecting on those questions we bought up from the five minute journal. And it's, it, it is super powerful how much of a positive impact that can be. Like when I go for a run in the morning, went for a run this morning, I felt super good after it. Even if you are not doing any mindfulness, like you feel good after it. Right. But if you're carving out time to run, do my five minute journal, you have so much positivity and an outlook for the day that like nothing can stop you. If it is, you're going to put a positive spin on it. And what this goes into is what I want to say is like, how can I do this in my life? I'm not an expert, but here's my one piece of advice is 
so many times things are all we always look at them through a negative light like someone ran more miles than me or someone's doing this better than me or they finished first i'll never be them and you're just like automatically down on yourself right is mm-hmm. is not to do that i think this is a good example that i just experienced is i pulled my calf muscle a month ago and i don't think i was going to run milwaukee and it's like oh man like why I'm in bad shape. Like, why am I, why am I injured? I can't get healthy. Like, why can't I get healthy quicker? And it's just like, now I can't run the marathon. It's just so many like down, 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 like negative, 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 where it was like looking back in my January compared to the last four years, it was the most miles I've ran in four years in January. It's like, wow, that's super cool. I didn't think I was in that type of shape. That means my body was in good shape. I wasn't a good position. I just probably, maybe I didn't stretch enough. You know what? Looking at it back at that day, I really wasn't doing any active stretching that week. And I was probably just tight and that really wasn't a smart decision. So what should I do? I should probably take the time while I'm injured to do some more strength training, make sure I'm active stretching, just being a little bit more proactive about it. And it's like, okay, now we're looking at this through a positive light. I kind of spun it in the beginning how I was looking forward to just kind of being back and doing it. It's just having that positive outlook on things. It sounds, I don't know, maybe it sounds corny, like truly helps you and helps other people around you. Because if you're thinking that way, then you're going to radiate that around you, whether it's directly saying something to somebody or just how you are. And it truly can make an impact. So just trying to take things that seem negative that are like really easy to just be like, that's why and put blame and try to take it inside, internalize it and make it a positive. What do you think? Would you, would you take that advice? I would. And I, I, I would because it's, it's not advice that you have to follow word for word. It's advice that you take, you apply and then you adopt you adapt, you make changes to it, right? You you don't... That's the good thing about experimentation. You you don't have to... There's no right answer. True. So you just... It's a starting point. And, and that's all it is. That's all you have to do is just start. And then you say, hey, I, I like doing it that way. Oh, I like the way Alex does it, but I make a small adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and I don't word for word. No, no, I'm not but saying. Just I'm like not saying it, that you do, look, but but just yeah, just start somewhere. So start a, practicing. Another That's another it. quick thing is, someone Alicia wrote. Um, we pulled everyone. I pulled put questions across the internet to get people talking about their mindfulness running or meditation, and um, she brought up tapping. Have you heard about this? You know. I have not. I saw you respond, and I'm not sure what that is. So I looked into it because I was like, I don't know. I started doing research. And it's tapping, like tapping, taking your fingers and tapping parts of your body. Mm-hmm. You start with the karate chop, they call it. You want to do it with me real quick? Let's see if we can sure. do it. The karate chop, if you're going to karate chop something, the bottom of your hand. So take yeah. your other four fingers and tap the bot. Just tap it. And then you have to repeat something like, the stress in my body from today does not need to be inside me. I'm letting it go. And you say something like that three times. So like, the stress in my body from today, I don't need. I'm letting it go. The stress in my body, I don't need today. I'm letting it go. And then you tap right where your eyebrow kind of meets your nose. Uh You just tap right there like in your eye socket and just say, 
I'm releasing the stress. I'm releasing the stress. I'm releasing the And then the you take both hands and right on the outside of your eye socket. It's kind of, yeah, but a little bit closer to the eyes. You just tap and say, I'm releasing the stress. I'm releasing the stress. And then you go right under where you're like, Bags of your eyes are. Okay. Go, I'm releasing the stress. I'm releasing, I'm releasing the, the stress. stress. I'm releasing. And then you go right under your nose. Okay. Go, I'm releasing, releasing the stress. stress. I'm releasing, releasing the stress. stress. And then you go right below your lip and your chin and go, I'm okay. releasing, releasing the stress. stress. And then to end it, you mm-hmm. tap the top of your head. Ah. Like a monkey itching. And you do the same thing. Anyways, I okay. did it and I felt, and then you're supposed to sit there and reflect on how that felt. This and right, it's supposed to be something super quick. Like you just like if you during the day you stress out, you just like take literally what that take forty five. That's seconds? a gateway drug to um, <laughs> to body scans. I mean, yeah. I, I call it bi- uh, Wait, like which drug. which is body a scans more intense are thing. It's it's harder. it's harder. It's harder. It's easy to 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 get distracted, but it's easier when you're tapping something to feel what's happening. Yeah. Whereas with with body scans, you're saying, "What do you feel on your yeah. forehead right now?" Which is typically not a place where you feel anything, but if you play, pay close attention and you become more attuned again, you 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 start feeling these micro sensations that you don't pay attention yeah. to because your brain puts oh, them in the background, you're right? Supposed to do under the so, armpit, like where the brawl line is for women. We you start laughing. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, I did it, and we just did it, and like. You realize you touched all these point like sensation points on your body, and then you sit there and you're like, oh, "I feel pretty good." Anyways, I thought cool. that was pretty yeah. cool. Who said that? Was there um, Alyssa. Alyssa. I'm bad with names. We talked about this. Um, By Kowalski? the way, Kowalski. Frick! I need to practice my name reading skills. Get like flashcards. Thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> Thank you. So we'll let's that. just kind of see what some other people said. So Will Knight said, I would say that running is my key mindfulness practice, especially a solid early morning run. Movement, breath, a few distractions, a good setup for being present the rest of the day. I agree with that. Doing that, I did that this morning. I felt very present through the rest of my day. Um, okay. Kristen Smith, I have a morning mindfulness meditation practice it has helped me more and to be more in tune with my breathing and my body while running rather than trying to ignore or separate from it like i have in the past the result has been much more enjoyable running and feeling better during and after my long runs so not trying to detach the pain but embrace it and take it on yes which is the point of being in the moment on runs yes very 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 important uh cole said Uh, For the past two years, I've taught myself to always focus on, this is going to apply to you and I, uh, for the last two years, I've taught myself to always focus on the four foot running, cadence and consistent breathing to the point that being uh, unmotivated at a slower pace, uh, it's harder to hit the cadence at. I don't really relate to that part because I'm slow in general, but the four foot running, we changed our running form. We were both heel strikers to be Mm -hmm. four foot runners. And man, you have to really be mindful and in the moment to pay attention to changing your whole oh, footwork for a your whole DNA year. It took me a run. whole year. I'm still trying to do it and I've been doing it for two years, yeah. two plus years. But um, that does take practice. Uh, breathing also helps. Uh, I, I Since the beginning, I don't know where I heard about this, but since the beginning, I've been doing this three, two breath, right? Which is three inhales, two outhales, out, <laughs> outhales, exhales. <laughs> Those dang outhales. So so it's three inhales, two exhales, and I match it to my to my Mm. feet to every to every step. So it's like but something's like 
in 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 out out in 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 out out in 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 out out and it's a five rhythm so there's not many songs out there that can match that because typically songs are a four uh, time signature whatever so it's like music, one man. two three four one but two three four right five is uh the mission impossible theme of actually is five so i sometimes think about that the good thing about the good thing about that is I find that helpful when you're in the middle of a run and you're tired or you're doing a tempo or something and you just like are kind of falling apart where like it's one thing that you can just focus on and distract yourself and like bring yourself back to zero or like back Mm -hmm. to center where it's like you do that you focus on your breathing and then it's like okay just like in meditation that's that's your anchor right Annette said yoga helps her breathe better better i could not agree more a couple more oh like we said manuel recommended mindful running so if, we'll link that in our bio to buy it on amazon or if you stop by the studio it's a well-written a copy it's a well it's well-written and well-researched and i like the fact that uh it has all the uh bibliography in the back they 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 it's not it's not always the case but there there's a lot of reading material at the end of the book if you want to continue like reading uh evan said i think running itself lets the clutter sloth off my mind to distill into focused gratitude or focused ideas that i can impact to make the world healthier i think everyone needs something that they move for hours until answers are distilled or anxiety is relieved i definitely see how many cultures use ultra running in general as either a quest a rite of passing or daily meditation that just kind of summarizes a lot of things we talked about (laughs) And and one thing that nobody mentioned and we didn't mention at all is the link th- that exists between running and mental health and meditation and mental health and we you uh, and by and, and and by any means do we not uh, say that that is a cure all for uh, whatever whatever is happening uh, possibly in some people's uh, you know mental state but um, mm-hmm. it's. And you should always seek uh, help from a professional, but it is a great add-on to whatever else you are doing yeah. uh, with with your in terms of your mental health. And um, it it just seems like there's a lot going on nowadays with with uh, people's uh, mental health. Not uh, not to be somber again, but we well, recently have, and I, I, we can't really share the name or anything. But uh, one of our, our previous guests, uh, their um, spouse, uh, was. Uh, recently decided to take uh their own life and it, it sounded like it was a complete surprise and obviously it was um but and it hit very close to home to us because we we, we had this person um here and is such a great person um but it, of course seek out the help but add a little bit of meditation on your life too because by acknowledging all these feelings inside of you it's a great uh, add-on and definitely running so Mm -hmm. yeah it's not just about being present in the moment being present in the moment helps you overcome some of these things and i know i know other people in my life again i can't say uh, names but uh, i have somebody very close in my life that overcame depression without any drugs by by running and and also seeking some therapy but by by running running was a very big contributor to getting out of depression i'm talking about 
uh, you know, legitimate depression, yeah. clinical depression without yeah. drugs. That's power. That's powerful. And Dr. Corker powerful. talked about yeah, that Dr. in Corker, the previous episode. That. So, and we talk about, he talked about how just exercising, it was like 60 minutes a day, just reduces, um, like anxiety and depression and stress in your life from clinical studies they've done. And it's like, that's crazy by just running, exercising. I shouldn't just say running exercise. Yes. Can reduce that. We were talking about the blue zones earlier. Blue zones are the places in the world. There are five blue zones in this world where people tend to live a lot longer, like over a hundred years. Um, yeah, blue zones, just research it. We won't go into many details about that, but, um, one of the things that they do, one of the common things is that they have 60 minutes of uh, activity in their day. And also community is very important. So go out there and run with a friend. It's so important for your mental health. Ooh. We used to do it with Alex and I used to do it with the OMG running group. If you have, if you are running by yourself, sometimes are bored, uh, you are bored. I definitely recommend going and running with one of the running groups here in Milwaukee, especially OMG, the great guys plug for omg so strava just released a survey i saw this today they surveyed twenty five thousand athletes um and 44 percent of them said they run with others so 38 percent say they run with friends 27 percent run with clubs 15 percent run with colleagues seven sports teams and one percent fitness classes and then 34 the rest of 34 percent of the people um run alone so the majority of the people who run out there run with people I thought that was interesting. I love it. I would have thought it was alone, but power of the people, power of the groups. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to Tim Sigalski, who actually wrote an article. Previous guest on the pod. Previous, the beer, beer runner. The beer runner. He was on our live show at PodFest MKE. He wrote an article. Tim's an avid writer. Uh, he writes on Medium for Runner's Life. He wrote an article in January of 2018 um, titled Running is My Religion and kind of goes through what we were talking about. And it, it's a really good article. He, you know, he ties in a lot of different um, readings and talking about himself with running. And I thought he had a really good quote to end, the, end his article. And we'll link this so you guys can read it. It's I have good days and bad days. Running has caused me pain and disappointment, as well as some of my greatest feelings of accomplishment. Through running, I've passed countless hours of solitude and built some of my closest friends. I always come back to it. It's a ritual. I think that is so good on so many levels, but like pains and disappointments and your greatest accomplishments come from running. Yeah, I, yes. I've been in some of the darkest times of my life because of running. Right. Being injured or something. Right. Or not achieving what I want and then feeling the greatest sense of accomplishment. But as well, I, what really gets me is the how many hours of solitude. But some of my best friends have come from running. It's like that's so crazy that two polar opposites have come from the same thing. Hmm. I don't think there's much more to be said. No, that's, that's a, a way to end. <laughs> that's it. The Usually longest we, ever weekly rundown. The longest ever weekly rundown. It's the run down, 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 down. You guys looking at the local races coming up. We talked about this the last two weeks. It's a bunch of luck of the Irish races, Irish <laughs> leprechaun races. We'll link them in our bio. <laughs> Go check them out. Go check them out. And I'm if so, you're still listening, 
the mimosa gift card for the giveaway is, is now it? up to a hundred dollars you know if you get it <laughs> if you say that we'll give you <laughs> that's gonna be funny when someone's like what about that 75 dollars and we're gonna be like no 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 no, 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 no. you don't get, get any listen, of it anymore no, no. so if you say 75 dollars, you don't get the gift card we're whoa, gonna, whoa, whoa doubling right? down we're doubling okay. down but oh, if you say 100 you'll get the gift card okay maybe we'll give you 125 <laughs> no no just let's make it <laughs> just kidding i think 100 kidding. is great no we won't take it away from you just kidding just but kidding you okay. only get 50 or 75 so mention thanks for listening until next friday keep on running <laughs>